have the business you want, or is it driving you crazy? A recent survey said 70% of business owners are dissatisfied with some aspect of their business. That's why we created Driving Biz, the number one source of business information. We have the leading experts from around the world as guests each week. So enjoy and love your business. Ladies and gentlemen, today on Driving Biz, I have one of my favorite people in the whole world. She's a friend, and her name is Ivy Slater. And I want you to remember her name because she's CEO of Slater Business, and that's a boutique training, consulting, and coaching company, which focuses on growth strategies and leadership development for high-level service-based organizations. Now, Ivy walks the talk and talks the talk because she's a certified business coach, a speaker, an internationally acclaimed best-selling author, and a podcast host. And I've been on her show, and I know how intuitive she is when she asks her questions. Now, she scaled her own two businesses to multiple six and seven figures and speaks nationwide on topics like leadership, sustainable growth, and the value of relationships. Now, who doesn't need to know more about those? I know so many leaders that say that they're inadequate, that they're imposters. And to sustain growth in this economy is very challenging. And relationships are often paid lip service to. Now, in 2020, this lady was the recipient of a Power Woman of New York Award and of Long Island. This was presented by Schneps Media. Welcome, Ivy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's so good to be with you again. So, you know, this show is called Driving Biz, Ivy. But before we get to that, I'd like you to tell our listeners how you got to where you are now. Um, <laughs> that's always a good question. Uh, I, you know, the easy way to say is a, 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 a bit of luck, a bit of stubbornness. Um, truthfully, uh, my, my journey has been interesting. I was a dancer for many, many years. And until I truly from like three year old, three years old until 23, when I blew out my knee and I have a degree in dance and a degree in communications. So at 23, when dance was ended for me, I, you know, put my professionalism on and I said, OK, I'm going to go out and I'm going to enter the business world. Um got my first job in the area of communications and didn't make it to the first anniversary before I was fired. So that set me on a path of, and, and, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest with you, the years of dance helped because we audition as performers, right? We go to auditions regularly. And so when we're not chosen or when we're, we, we're, we're taken out of the pact, we know what we, we just keep, we know we just keep showing up for the next and the next. Yeah, so exactly. when I, fired, and I, think that's I showed where up you... for the next. 
that's where you learn perseverance. That's where you learn that you got, you didn't make it this time, but the next one is there. And when one door closes, another one opens. Yes. And multiple ones open when you're truly open to opportunity. And I went on and built a great career in in business, eventually going on to a printing company uh, and eventually creating my own printing business, which enabled me to raise my kids in New York City. I was very successful. Um, It was a very male dominated field at that time. So I was used to literally being pushed aside as a woman in the late 80s and 90s with the boys in the press room. And I had to earn that respect based on knowledge based on knowledge and voice and communication. And I did, and I learned how to run a business. And I learned a few other things in that journey until, um, honestly, you know, a midlife crisis at 45, I just said, what am I doing? I'm making great money, which is wonderful, mind you. But it's a job. It's, it's not even a career. It's a job. I own a business, you know, I own a printing company. It's a job. It's going to work every day. Where's the passion? Where's the goals, the dreams of the desires of the younger me? And so I took that and I recreated myself and opened my company Slater Success. Um, And because there is nothing like building and scaling a company based on your love, desire, your passion. So I knew the nuts and bolts of how to do that. And once I put my passion behind it, it started being that key that turned. Yeah, there, there it is. There it's in a nutshell. You've told us, first of all, you learned to have perseverance. You learned to have tenacity and grit. And that per, uh, persistence, tenacity, and grit carried over into the other realms of your life. And when you got in those other realms, you learned the skills that were necessary to run a business. You were learned the skills and all things are learnable. If you have a mind that allows you to learn them, you know, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Right. It's what you do with it. And you have to be hungry to learn. You have to want to learn. You know, early on, I, you know, I've resisted so many things. And I remember when I started selling printing, I was on a commission, right? So every penny counted and I got paid on the percentage of profitability, not on the, not on the base sale or not on the gross sale, but on the percentage of profit, which kept me very sharp on everything that was spent. And I remember asking, saying, what, what is this 10% overhead? Like, what does that mean before I get my money? And they said, ask the accountant. And then in the old days, Alan, your accountant used to come into the office every month and open the ledgers and do the books. And you used to talk business. So I roll it, you know, I knock, can I, can I ask you some questions? Sure, sure, sure. Come on in, have a seat. I said, what's this 10%? Because that is equivalent to X amount of dollars that I should be paid. And they're like, let me explain what an overhead is. And they're like, Instead of me telling you what it is, I'm going to give you an assignment until I'm here next month. I want you to total up all the insurance the company pays. I said, well, what do you mean by insurance? They're like, well, you know, you have your space, you have disability, you have this, this, the other thing. And so I, I truly, that was like my, the Ivy mini MBA program. 
and started learning about the finance of running a business. I started learning so many things. And today, you know, when you put that desire to learn, and in the early days, that desire to learn came from, hey, every hundred dollars as a young woman living in New York mattered. You know, if it was $25, that was lunch for the week. You know, every penny counted. So I was hungry to learn. And in transitioning into the business I have today, and I can't believe it's over 15 years old, but um, as I date myself, in, in, in looking at that is been the hunger to learn is still there. I'm so interested in my clients' businesses. I want to understand. I want to understand what their, their goals, their dreams, and their desires are, where they're looking to go, why that's important to get at them, what's going on in the organization, how do we get them from A to Z. Exactly. And, and that means understanding the nuts and bolts of a business and understanding the pillars that make the business go. And and one of the, the pillars, I think, that's so phenomenal that you talk about all the time is leadership. Can you give us your take on leadership, uh, Ivy, in a nutshell? Um, yeah. So I'm going to share a quote that is not mine. Okay. But somebody said to me a long, long time ago, and it really resonated with me. And I still own my printing company at this time. They said, you know, Ivy, we're all leaders. Every person is a leader. It's how we choose to lead. So what do we see within ourselves that constitutes great leadership? You know, um, to me, there's a myth amongst salespeople. You know, people think salespeople are great schmoozers, great talkers. To me, salespeople are great listeners. Great leaders lean in and listen really well. You know, they hear what is being said and what is being left out. And they put plans in place to make sure that what needs to get done gets done, not based on what is being said, but what is being heard. So the difference between listening and hearing. I think great leadership is about truly hearing what's going on seeing the vision and taking all that information and creating actionable plans and being consistent. You know, consistency, it, it, it goes, Alan, turtle of the hair. Turtle of the hair. Who's going to win the, win the race? The hair is going to kick it out of the starting gate and just go, 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 go until they collapse. And that turtle is going to just is a is a culmination of little tiny tiny steps. And to me, great leadership is hearing and being consistent about the tiny steps, and listening again, seeing what needs to be adjusted, and being consistent about those tiny steps. That that's key. Baby steps, consistent steps, listening and learning all very important for all aspects of the business. Uh, you know, I, I think that is the hardest part for many businesses is that they have a game plan. They figured this is the way it's going to go. And then with the business veers in a way that it shouldn't go, they don't know what to do. 
And it, it's, and I think leaders, you build your vision and don't play small in the vision. Build a big vision as big as you can go and then start building a long-term goal and break it down into the short-term goals. Break it down into the baby steps. And here's, here's another piece that I find is so important and often overlooked. And that's the celebration, celebrating yourself, celebrating your people. You know, when's the last time you went into a meeting, a boardroom meeting, right? Your leadership team meeting and went around the table and everybody shared a success. Or, and or, got it? And or. Everybody at the table highlights somebody else. I want to thank this person did this. I don't know if anybody noticed, but it was outstanding. When we set our tone in our boardrooms, in our meetings, in our own businesses this way, there's a shift from the grind of business to the positivity of what's possible and bringing the best out in every person in the room, including yourself. That's really important. I, I think the sharing, the caring that's important, and, and the knowing and giving people the opportunity to share without them being afraid that if they make a mistake, that all of a sudden the, the ceiling is going to fall in on them. It's true. People... Um... People will use their creativity. They will, and, and I don't want to say, and, and part of me is about to say take more risk because great businesses do take calculated risks, calculated risks, right? But it's about the vision, the creativity and, and seeing what's possible and stepping into it. But you're not going to put yourself out there in possibility if you don't believe you're going to be heard or valued, you're going to hold it within yourself. And then your leadership team and any level of an organization are going to hold back contributing if they know they're going to be dismissed, not heard or undervalued. Exactly. And, and that's where I think, again, businesses have some problems because Quite often in the old didactic method of teaching, when somebody made a mistake, it was, I'm going to make an example of you so you don't make a mistake again. And that, that's old thinking, right? That's old leadership versus addressing how you can do something differently and better. Why that way did not work. And sometimes the consequences, and there will be consequences very often when people make mistakes, you know, yet they'll make them less often if they're learning from them versus just, quote unquote, called out or disciplined for them. Yes. And again, these are learning opportunities so that people can learn from them individually as a group. And, and take it to the next level as a learning opportunity. And when we encourage people to play bigger, be bolder, 
Okay. So I have a client who um, runs the sales team for the organization. And they're playing really bold and big, but there's consequences to that, right? There's two sides of that coin. You know, so a number one, it's worrying about the person over overworking, right? Two health issues. Not good. Then them empowering their the rest of the sales team, right? So we coming from a, we have to do this. You've had to sell. You've got to sell versus celebrating. What did you get? Did you get a second? Con- I, it's not a sale yet. A, some a salesperson might say, oh, it's not a sale yet. It's not a sale yet. But you got a second conversation. Let's applaud. You got a second conversation, right? Let's applaud. They're still interested. And it's okay to get the no's. Because no, we must have no's to have yeses in everything we do. And, you know, Alan, I'm going to, before, I don't know, I think before we went live, you congratulated me on getting a TEDx talk that I'm delivering. And if I told you, and I outed to my community how many no's, I got 15 plus months of no's to applications I put in all over the place. 15 plus months. If some young adult was applying to college and they got these many no's, they would say, obviously college is not for me. Okay. Um, it is, it's in the work of the no's that I kept honing my craft, honing the application process, working on it, revising it, doing it again, looking right until I got the yes. It's okay to get no's. I was turned down from tons of auditions. I was fired from my first professional job. I went into the printing industry. It was a male-dominated field. More doors were closed in my face in New York City than anybody could ever imagine. It's okay to get no's because behind the next no is such a great, massive yes that keeps us in the game. And it's also, if Bill, if we learn from it, if we choose to learn from the things that aren't going well for us, if we choose to learn from the mistakes, as opposed to shy away or be embarrassed by them, if we look to lean into it, what can this teach me? What have I learned? How can I show up different and a better version of this tomorrow? That's what true leadership is about. It's not about... Being embarrassed from the mistakes, it's not about sh- it's not about burying the mistakes, but true leadership is about owning the mistakes, leaning into it and say, what am I learning? This is a learning curve. Where's my learning and how am I going to apply it now? Yeah, and quite often it's when you wake up in the middle of the night, staring at the ceiling, realizing that there's those problems and that's staring at the ceiling in the middle of the night gives you some answers to those problems. Obviously we both have done that during the night. <laughs> you in New York and me in Edmonton. It, it, but, you know, I think that goes to reflect of we need the quiet time you know, I, I think some of the greatest work I've ever done has been in the quiet time, 
in the, my greatest ideas have come from when I've stopped. If it's a weekend and I'm playing in my garden in the summer, if it's a vacation. Um, I remember years ago, I was, my husband and I were on vacation celebrating our, a big anniversary for us. And we were on a beach down in, in Central America. And he woke up from a nap and he looks over at me and he goes, oh, dear Lord, I know that face. What are you up to? And I said, I'm just sitting here and thinking. And he goes, "Uh uh-huh. And I said, I'm going to reposition the business and we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. He goes, are you closing the business? I said, no, 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 no. But I realized there's this whole area of mist because I was just sitting quietly or I'm taking a walk. Those moments are really important. I'll always say, you know, we need to, when you say, take a breath, take a breath of fresh air, take three deep breaths, get out and take a walk, clear your head, clear your mind. Because that's where the the brilliant moments, the brilliant ideas will come from. Yeah, silence is truly golden. Those moments of quietness allow you to get to new levels of understanding, new levels where you can understand. You reconnect the pieces that you've thought of. People think I need to sit down and work on this. No, walk away from it for a few minutes. Clear your head, take those breaths, take that walk, and then sit down and look at it freshly from a fresh set of eyes, from a grounded set of eyes. That's really important. Now, you've been highly successful in business. You've come through a lot of different challenges. If you met a younger version of yourself along the way, what advice would you give that person? As I meet younger people and I see younger versions of myself, and I do this, and I see them, my biggest piece of advice based on my experience is let go of fear, let go of self-doubt. You don't have to have the confidence. You just need to take a step towards it. I think there's so much we don't know. And it's scary. It's scary to play big. It's scary to step into things. Very often we allow the fear to stop us, to slow us down, to play a little smaller. We can't make the fear go away, but we can breathe through it. That's what I understand. And that's what I know in the depth of my heart. Ivy, thank you so much for being here. How can people find out more about you and your services? Sure. The easiest thing is to go to the website, slatersuccess.com, as well as check us out on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn every day. So come in and say hi and say say you saw saw me on the show. Come on into the website and leave me a note on the contact page. Say you saw saw me with Alan. (laughs) Excellent. Thank you so much, Ivy. I looked forward to this interview for so long because I know you make my show sparkle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to hang with you. Excellent.
And ladies and gentlemen, check out my website, Dr. Alan Lyka, D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Lyka, L-Y-C-K-A.com. And be sure to check out my coaching services and my speaking services. I have a few openings for this year, but I'm very selective. So if you want that, make sure you get in touch with me urgently. Also, sign up for a golden pearl each and every week. It'll come to your mailbox and help you have a fantastic day. Bye for now and have a fantastic day. We hope you enjoyed Driving Biz, where you get the advice of the leading experts of the world. If you want more, you need to join the number one community for business owners, NoBull.Biz. And for a limited time, you can join at a discounted rate. To learn more, go to NoBull.Biz.